When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's going on, Double H? You good? Look, man, it doesn't call anything I'm on. This is called real-time top and tactics, man, okay? So, it's us trying to live, trying to breathe, trying to talk about the fruits of the ball, man. Yeah, I'm alive, man. I'm still breathing. I'm still breathing. They haven't, they haven't killed me yet. Yes. So. Indeed, indeed. Well, this is the Talking Texas Podcast. I'm Daniel Taluk. I am Double to that H. This is episode six. Can you believe it's episode six, man? I can't actually, you know, but you know, I thought that we'd would be off off the air sooner. So yeah, man. So big news in the in the realm of international management. England have signed their best manager in history, Mr. Sam Allardyce. <laughs> Your well, you, thoughts? You, you say that with sarcasm. <laughs> no, uh, it's just. Uh, I thought England were going to go for like a big splash, and this is a this is a splash, but I don't think in the way people thought. Meaning, Look, like man, big Sam, as I said, it's it's better than Hodgson, who was garbage. That guy it was completely and totally useless. But are you going to win a World Cup with Allardyce? I mean, can you imagine a scenario where Allardyce is lifting up a World Cup trophy? trophy? <laughs> no, it's not happening. A I Euro mean, trophy. Nah, it's not happening. Has he ever won a trophy before in his managerial career? I think he might have won with Bolton. I think he may have won like a League Cup with Bolton. I'm not sure. During the days of Okocha. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, but I, he may have. I don't know. Interesting. Um, well, I mean, to his credit, uh, he's never been given massive resources, has he? Yeah, man. He's, he's, not, he's not had that dosh, man. He's not had that dosh. But remember, I mean, the thing is, okay... That doesn't always happen in that logical sense of like, hey, man, look at what he did with no money. But therefore, he should do lots with a lot of money. Sometimes managers do better with meager resources. David Jeremiah Moyes. Mm. Well, I see, because my, my theory uh, with managers like Allardyce and even Tony Pulis is they can get whatever you want. If you want promotion and that's it, they'll get it for you. If you want, you know, mid-table, they can get it for you. Can, you, can they if, give you a trophy? That's the question because they I don't think they've ever really been asked, like, hey, your job is to win the Premier League, is to get top four. I mean, maybe Allardyce with West Ham had those expectations. He didn't, man. Well, it's like, well, well, the character for West Ham is never to, to win a league, man. That's, that's not on the table, bro. So. Well, who, who was manager with West Ham when they finished, like, six? Was it O'Neill? What do we mean sixth? Wait, wait, you mean like, wait, how many seasons ago? Like f- maybe four or five or maybe five, six or seven? Oh, yeah, it was um, Paji. You sure? With West Ham? Because I know the guy before um, Alades was Paji, and I think he may have been Paji because B, B, before then West Ham were like, what, seventh, eighth, ninth? Paji was with Newcastle, right? 
Anyway, anyway, we're getting off topic. The point is, well, even though he was with West Ham at uh, at a point, I, I mean, we, I mean, I could just we could just look it up. Anyway, um, so your 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 thoughts on what England can do while I look this up? Um, England, um, they with Allardyce, I don't, I I do not have much faith, and that's just me being as 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 real as a as a crack addict. Um, the beauty about this is that look, there are two sides of the coin. They would be better. Because Allardyce is going to bring it back old school. Four four two. None of this conversation. Because Hudson was trying to bring in new elements and taxes that just were not working at all. So I was like, bro, I mean, what are you? I mean, what, I mean, what the hell are you up to, man? So yeah, man. I just, you know, I feel that personally that um, they, they're not winning a trophy. That's I just know. the main thing. They, they, will, they will be better. They will play more like themselves. And who knows? Maybe they'll get a semi. So I think, look, mm. let's be positive. It's going to be an improvement for England, I believe. All right, just just as an aside, you were correct. It was it was Ellen Party. They finished. Yes, they finished fifth and seventh, I think. Ooh. Is what okay. I looked it up. So, so anyway, um, I think he seems like a man who is confident in his own skin and can make tough decisions. So. If that means, you know, Rooney is sitting because he's not good enough, if that means Sterling is on the bench because he's not good enough, I think he has the kind of intestinal fortitude, if you will, to make those hard decisions and pick players who actually fit into a scheme. Yeah, I, no, no, no. I think, you know, look, he's, he definitely has that big persona. But again, I think he's one of those guys that I think if Rooney is still playing, he will still actually try and force. I think he's a guy who he will still keep Rooney as captain. Maybe or maybe not. I don't know. I mean, no, look. He'll definitely make big decisions with Hartson, really. Hartson, you know, I mean, yeah, look. I mean, it's just, I mean, I know where you, where you get it. That it's not an appointment that is like, wow. But like, see, if they went, I think they should have gone for Hoddle. Hoddle was the dude they should have gone for. You know, so Allardyce, I'm like, eh, okay, cheers. Well, I guess I guess the last word is just he's better than Roy Hodgson. So, yeah, it, <laughs> I don't know how much. Like on the relative scale of football managers, but he's, man, he's Kante number seven, man. I want to I want to talk about Kante number seven. I mean, what's 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 the next piece on the agenda, man? Okay, um, go ahead. I mean, this is your podcast as much as mine. So, uh, okay. okay, look, yeah, I mean, look, basically, um, interesting. I feel that because uh, obviously we'll now we'll actually get to another number thing which was controversial pertaining to to United, but with this one, it's like because for me, I feel that. Shed numbers are not just shed numbers. Anybody who's played football or knows football, a shed number is a big deal, you know. And a num- the number seven is a big deal. And for me, it just doesn't make sense because when you look at the kind of player that Kante is, forget about the position he plays, the kind of player that he is. I don't understand how you'd give him a number seven. Although, did Ramirez wear a number seven? That's I was just about to bring up that point. Chelsea's number seven for the past five years has been Ramirez. So, I mean, and I think the last really, who wore seven? Uh, Shevchenko wore seven. And that's not really, he was a striker. Doesn't, wait, doesn't Christina wear seven? Or what, what does he wear? Yeah, CR7. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the days of kind of the the winger number seven. Yeah, yeah that's what I was saying, yeah. yeah. Those, are, those are kind of gone, I think. I just think because, like, we need to think of the players who have been associated with that, like, number seven and what it meant. It's not even really the position. It's just that when I just think of a number seven, I'm like, okay, this is an attacking player. I just think of, like, an important attacking player of your team. So for that to be given to a box-to-box player, because I think, basically, even whenever Ramirez wore it, I was like, yeah, this seems a bit odd. But Ramirez, though, was... He did really drive into that Chelsea attack a lot, really. So I think he was really more of an attacking player. Whereas, like, I think Kante is more box-to-box covering all facets of midfield. Whereas Ramirez was more focused on being an attacker. Well, in- I see. I, I think back in the days when there were only maybe 13 players on a team mm. and, and the numbers never changed, really. You didn't need to go into the high teens or the 20s, really. Um, those shirt numbers carried weight. Um, but nowadays when there's 25 players on a roster and you have uh, just, just taking Chelsea, for instance, 
Mm. It sets Fabregas at number four. Number four is usually a center back, you know? Uh, Zou- or, or like a number five, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess n- number one is traditionally a goalkeeper. Two and three, wingbacks or fullbacks. Four and five, center backs. And you have six, seven, eight, and nine mm. as a striker. Ten, placed behind the striker. Eleven and seven on the wings. So... I, th- I think that's how it used to be, but nowadays the numbers are so convoluted. Where Baba Raman's wearing six and he's a left back, so yeah. Oh no, and then you have like what's it called, um, Asamoah Gyan, who wore like a number three and he's a striker, <laughs> which 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 for me is just very odd. Didn't 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 Bentner do that when he was with Wolfsburg? Oh was yeah, he, 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 I think was it was it a number two or number three? I think it was three. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah like you know, you know, it's so weird that it shouldn't bother you, but that really really bothers me. It's Why? like. I, just, I, I don't I don't know like it was I think there was that's something there was like a guy in La Liga I think he wore like number two and he was like, a striker and it just bothered me I was mm. like some there's just something really wrong about this I mean that you the, the only number that never gets that kind of treatment is number one like goalkeepers I don't know how they do it but they always get number one so I've never seen a striker or an outfield player with the jersey shirt one. You know, no, no, because you know, they you know the weird thing. Those like I think basketball players have this. If I was if I was playing football, I'd actually have the number zero, because I thought about it longer than hard man, and nobody has that. I either have the number zero or zero one, i.e. the the first frontier. So you know that's just a little. I mean, even yeah, in basketball, you, you can even have double zero. Yeah, but like I I think footballers don't really have that kind of creativity and the imagination that the b-ball players have. Well, so. see, I, see, I'm not sure that's allowed in in football to to wear zero. I think the short numbers start at one, and anything... well, I mean, okay, so you're, you're saying that there's actually a rule that says, oh, you're not allowed to wear like, so you can wear 88, 98, 90, 90, 90, Yo, 90. yo, yo! Actually, um, speaking of short numbers and 88, um, I remember I, I was reading about Buffon, uh, somewhere, and he got into a controversy because he picked shirt number 88, mm. and, and apparently, the eighth letter of the alphabet. And this is going into kind of far right politic territory, but the the number eight corresponds with the letter H. So if you wear eight eight, it's H H, as in Heil Hitler. Oh, yo! No, no, it could could be half hope, so you never know. So So, yeah, I mean, so so this is just like a word to the wise out there. If you're seeing people wearing the number eighty eight, you kind of have to look at them like. "Eh." You know, <laughs> no, no, but now, no, but see, yo, you're going into that whole Illuminati. <laughs> no, no, no. This is real. This is way too, too deep, man. Way too deep. I'm just saying it's it's a controversy that uh, Buffon got into. And he said, look, I didn't know. I don't know if he was born. And uh, of course, he wasn't born in 88. But I don't know if maybe he had he got married in 1988 or whatever. Like he thought because like 88s, like, that's like a because, you know, you've got the double zero. So 88 just visually looks Cool, you know. So I mean, yeah. I mean, in uh, in American football, I think wide receivers wear eighty eight all the time, but it doesn't have any of the political connotations that it does in Europe, I guess. But anyway, um, yeah. So Ramirez wore seven, so I don't see why Conte can't wear seven. I mean, it's weird, but it is, it is no, it is weird. It is weird. But I mean, if that's the only available single digit number, and you promised Conte that he could pick whatever number he wanted. Oh, yeah. so 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 Kante picks the, the 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 number. Possibly, I mean, I don't see why not. It looks cool on the shirt. I saw it. I mean, it looks good. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Because I mean, I thought it was given to him. But if he actually specifically said no, I want the number seven, then yeah, maybe he's like, you know what? Because I because for me, it signifies that maybe this is like the centerpiece and star of Chelsea. You know, Whoa. as the, you know, you've got Fabricas and all these people. But maybe with the Kante coming in. I have the number seven. You are like the heartbeats of our which, team. So. Which which number do you think is more important? Like if I give you these three, if I give you seven, ten, or nine, which one of those three is the most important? Because I think it's personally ten. So seven, so, ten, yeah, or I mean, nine. I mean, even if it sounds cheesy and everything because of perfect, it is pro- it is probably the ten. So so what wouldn't you think Hazard is still if if we're just using Chelsea for now? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think that uh, that Hazard would be the centerpiece, or do you think that Conte getting seven is somehow more important? Well, no, no. For me, I think I, it's well. I think because 
this is Conte's first signing. I'm thinking of the new era mm. under Chelsea and how Conte was like, what he did for Leicester City and just how his stock arose. Hazard is like the attacker. He's the goal scorer. But I think I the heartbeat of basically it's someone it's, it's, it's like it's like Piero. It's like yeah for for Juventus it was really Del Piero or it was um what's 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 it called like when Dybala came but Piero was like or also called sorry Tevez because I think Tevez was not on the button of Juventus but Piero was a heartbeat of the team. So you you have your main attacker, the main guy who gets you goals, but then you have the guy who is the basically he's the glue. Mm. The glue. Well, yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, also, I think it was kind of a mistake that Chelsea sold Ramirez, but anyway. Um, so, keeping with, kind of with the number theme, uh, I pick 10, you think seven's important. But there's a French footballer by the name of Anthony Martial, and he seems Uh-oh. to think that number nine is way more important than it should be. Um, no, 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 and, number, no, number nine is very important. So. Well, I, well, to him, it seems like it's it's life or death, or at least you know. I think, but, no, but look, I mean, let's just be real here. Like R nine, Ronaldo nine, True. like literally when Ronaldo came around, he made. I think pre Ronaldo, the number nine was like yeah, you know, striker was it. When Ronaldo came and he made that number his own, that number nine became busy. If you're a striker. That is the shirt you wear, because that shirt. Basically, like you have to get into the the psychology of, of a striker. Like post Ronaldo, every single striker Ronaldo was your idol. Ronaldo was the, the the benchmark, and he wore that number nine. You, if you're coming in and you want to be known as the, the top striker, the main striker, you want that shirt. You mm-hmm. want that shirt. That shirt means everything for yeah, a striker. So, be the main man. Yeah. So United shirt numbers came out, and Rooney kept his number ten. Because Latin Ibrahimovic was never going to take that off the Manchester United captain, so the I don't know. People thought maybe he'd go into the twenties, or maybe he would take an eleven shirt from somewhere. But Manchester United switched Martial's nine shirt, gave him the eleven, and gave Zlatan the number nine. Now, in I think uh, in the NBA, Dwayne Wade went from Miami to Chicago. Mm. And, and he is synonymous with the number three. And there was a player who on Chicago, uh, I think his name was Doug McDermott. And, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> and he and he and Dwayne Wade kind of had a negotiation for the number three shirt. So basically, I don't know what McDermott gave to Wade, but they I guess they had a conversation or just out of respect. McDermott was like, yo, Wade, you're a Hall of Fame basketball player here. You can have my my shirt number. So there was actually conversations surrounding that move. It seems in this case, though, that United usurped or went around Martial and took his shirt from him without telling him. And he unfollowed Manchester United on uh, social media. He put up on his Facebook account him with the number nine shirt. His Twitter avatar was number nine. His... Uh, his wallpaper on Twitter was number nine. So he seems legitimately hurt. And I even saw people like Arsenal fans that were like, yo, Arsene Wenger, Martial's feeling salty. We should try to pick him up. <laughs> man, that's just dirty, man. That's just, I mean, I'm just dirty, man. I mean, look, if if he's going to feel uneasy or, I mean, if, if he doesn't trust uh, Mourinho at this point, I mean, maybe. Maybe there's a little weakness. Basically, my thing is that what I, what I think happened from what you just said is that for United, I don't think. Hence, why I started off by saying, being in the mind of this of the striker for United, they just thought they, they, the people who made this decision they're not strikers. They don't think like strikers. They're like, hey man, Ibra, this is our marquee signing. We can do so much sponsorship, so much marketing with him. He obviously wants the number nine. Let's give him that. This is our number nine. Our main striker, Zlatan. I am Zlatan. It all goes part and parcel with the whole sponsorship and the whole marketing that they, they want to do. So they didn't really think that for Martial, this was that big a deal for him. Um, and my thing is this, is that this, this is, you know, this, this is tricky. Because in my view, and people, this might be a bit controversial, I feel that as of right now, 
I I pick Martial over Ibrahimovic. Whoa, hot take, hot take alert. Yep. I mean, I mean, I mean, excuse me. I mean, I'm 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 gonna go there. I will go there as of right now. Not for the past five six years, because obviously Ibra has had a better career than him. But as of right now, 2016, my main striker is Martial as a number nine. So if I was a, as a coach, I'd be like, no, Martial is my main number nine. Ibra. You can take an 11, you can take whatever, but no, my number nine is Martial. And sorry, Ibra, if you don't like it, it's tough luck. Martial is my is my main striker. Because I just believe that, for me, Martial gives me more as of right now, 2016 months, than what Ibra can give me. So, Well, see, I think you hit the nail on the head in kind of the first part. I mean, I, we'll talk about whether who's better here in a second. Mm. But I think... The, the thing that United's brass was probably thinking about was who will sell more shirts? Will a Zlatan, our striker, will he sell more shirts with number nine or will he sell more shirts with number 11? For me, I'd argue that just Ibrahimovic on a Manchester United shirt, he could wear number 72 yeah. and, 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 and the shirts would sell. So it doesn't really matter. But maybe Ibrahimovic wanted that shirt. And if he wants it, then you kind of have to give it to him to appease him. You know oh, no, what no, I mean? Definitely, definitely. 100% he wanted that shit, 100%. So, I mean, you can kind of look at it from a marketing way. You can kind of look at it from Zlatan is who he is, so you have to give it to him because it is what it is. And if we have to annoy um, a 21, 20-year-old, 20 I don't know how old Martial is, but if we have to annoy him, he'll just have to deal with it. And uh, as for your comment that uh, Martial's a better striker, then Ibrahimovic, I don't, I don't think that's true. Um, is is he a better footballer at this point? A better attacking player? Yes. But as for like a number nine, your instinct in the box, your awareness, your movement, your tactical nows, knowing where to be, I'm still now, giving Daniel, that to Zlatan. Daniel, Daniel, all this that you're saying is of a man who's been playing in, in which league? League uh. <laughs> I didn't even want to say how, it. How many points did PSG win? League on by last season. I mean, I mean, because I think I for, I forgotten. You know, seventy points, seventy points. I mean, something of that in that about fifty or sixty points. You cannot judge how good a guy is when he's been playing in that league with one of the best teams in the world. Martial, because for me, you've got to take the eye test. Martial, from what I've seen of him do for France for Man United. This guy, for me, offers more than what Ibra does. Remember, Daniel, and you made the point as well. Arsenal, looking at this, would be like, oh, okay, you know, because this is a statement. Your statement is that, and this is the issue that, where I think Man United went wrong with this. Your, uh, is your first priority football, or is it marketing? It's always money. That's... A no-brainer. Also, if if Zlatan is a rental, I mean, you bought him for free. I and mean, I, one, I, year. one year, one year. Yeah, is it worth pissing off Martial for the rest of his career? Nope, it's not. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. Hence, what like for my United, for my, in my view, that this was because look, Martial, this is long term. This is a guy that you spent almost about eighteen million for. This is a guy that you want to keep for five, six years. And this guy, in my opinion can be one of the best strikers in the world in about four or five years' time. Ibra, guys, he's basically finished. He's basically finished. But because you are obsessed with money and marketing, all you're thinking about is, like, let's just make Ibra happy. Whatever Ibra wants, we'll give it to you. Because in this one year, well, forget about whether we win or lose. We're going to sell so many shirts. Because they're already working on the I'm Zlatan sponsorship ads. They're already working on ad campaigns. And then number nine and Zlatan just go pass and parcel. So again, it's like, are you thinking about the future of your club for footballing wise, or are you just thinking about the next twelve months in a marketing sense? Because hey, you'll make a lot of more money, you will make a lot of money. But you know, it's about your longevity. And also, mates, you guys haven't sniffed a Premiership title in the last what three years. <laughs> mm. So. Um, some football needs to be happening, and I have my doubts about what Ibrahim can, can do next season. I've got my doubts. I mean, how how many goals do you think he'll score if there's 38 games in the Premier League? How many do you think it's, he'll get? It's, it's, like, it's so hard to know. Like, the, oh, okay, this is where we'll start. Double digits. 
Yes. All right. You're going to give him over 15? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> See, that's that's my over-under. I think he's like, like around 13, 14. Under 15. But then you also have to think, like, he's not going to get penalties. Or maybe Mourinho will give him penalties. But I think Rooney will take penalties. So maybe 12? You know what? I'm, I'm going to, yeah. You know, yeah. 12, 13. Which, because it, which, I mean, that's not bad for a player that you got for free. But it's not the kind of all-conquering Zlatan Ibrahimovic yeah, narrative that we're going to get. The whole thing is that, no, this is Ibra. Mm. This is your main striker. This is the guy who... We, because basically the whole signing of him is that, okay, we are going for the league next season. So you're not buying Ibra for one year for like, oh, let's just be a bit better. And do No, you're buying... This next season is the aim is like, we want to use him as a main striker to get the goals for us to win the league. Mm. And Ibra wants... because. He's won it in well, Holland, he's won it in France, in Italy, in Spain. He wants to check this one off the list. Mm. Keeping kind of with the shirt number theme, um, do you think Ibrahimovic kind of throws a spanner in the works in, in terms of Manchester United's setup? Because there's all these Pogba rumors, and the number six shirt is available. Mm. Um, Manchester United don't have a number six, and Pogba used to wear six before he got the 10 from Juventus. If if you buy Ibrahimovic, he's going to be the focal point, like we say, of their attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's if, a around him. Right. If you bring in Pogba then for a hundred million, however much, how do you play Pogba, Mkhitaryan, Rooney, Martial, Ibrahimovic, Depay, even Rashford? How do you get all these players to play without you know a defensive midfielder or you know Juan Mata even? I think Pogba 100% like Carrick and Shannon can pretty much piss off, <laughs> you know, and Pogba will start right in there. Mkhitaryan, he's your attacking midfielder, so he'll probably replace his one matter. Um, is, but, is and Mourinho sense? most likely is going to play Martial on the wing. Depay, okay. I don't think, has a place in this team. Wow. So you've got Mkhitaryan on one wing. On one flank, you've got Martial on, on another flank. You've got Pogba as the main central midfielder, and you've got e um, Rooney just behind Ibra, and Ibra as the main striker. Do you think you can win a league that way? Um, because um, well, my, my my question is, who is your holding midfielder? No, no, no. That's what no. That's what he know. He, he needs he needs to find that because Carrick is garbage, Nadalin is garbage. So we saw with Pogba in the Euros. He's not a holding midfielder. No, no, no. He ain't, he ain't that. So, I mean, if I mean, if, if, if you want him for that, then he's smoking crack. So I mean, exactly because if if we're going to use kind of the traditional football numbers that we've been talking about, he isn't six. He isn't a number six. He's he's like a number eight and a half. He's 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 somewhere in between an eight and a ten. So he's 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 not quite a uh, a full out number ten. He's not David Silva. Oh no 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 no. He's not a number ten. No no. I mean, but, no I mean, but, yeah, you can say like an eight. You know, sign like that. You know, like, like an eight. You know. Yeah, he's like uh, a more defensive. I don't want to put a label on him, so I'm not even going to give you an example because no, I don't want to disrespect. He's anybody. like basically he's like a Vieira. Simple. He's like yeah. a perfect Vieira. As in, he can tackle, he can pass, he can move forward, he can score goals. So he's like an all-rounded midfielder. So every aspect, tackling, passing, shooting, is all in perfect equilibrium for him. So he's just like rounded mid midfielder. Yeah. But see, but I, I don't think you need to put him to protect his back four. I think that would waste both him and kind of... Oh, no, no, no. no. He's literally, basically, like Patrick Vieira. Vieira for Arsenal, he was a central midfielder right in the middle. And he knew when to do defend and get back. He knew when to join him with the attack. And he knew how to keep the ball. Whereas like a guy like Ikansi or Makaleli, they sit in that pivot. Mm. Or like um, Digestive Biscuits, they sit in that... Pivots, and that is their main role. Who? Digestive Biscuits, the guy from Barcelona. Sergio Busquets? Yes, Digestive Biscuits. Digestive Biscuits. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so for Pogba, he's the guy that really sits right in the middle of the center circle. So he may drift back, he may drift forward, but he's he, he's not in that pivot, pivot area. So look, no, they look, the United, like, I don't think United will win it next season. But don't bet against your, your, your my boy Mourinho. That's, 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 that's the key thing. I mean, 
bet against my 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 boy. You can't do it. Can't do it. When um when Mourinho first got to Chelsea, the first season was kind of like a, a test run. So he basically figured out what he needed. He figured out that he needed a striker. He figured out that he needed a central midfielder, and he needed a young defender. And he needed a Robin, which was the key thing. Well, no, he needed well. He needed four things in 2013-14. He needed a striker. He needed a defensive midfielder. He needed a central attacking midfielder, and he needed a defender. So he wasted kind of that. Well, not wasted because if you look back at 2013-14 when Liverpool could have won. Chelsea bottled that. They they should have won the league, but they lost. No, 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 I mean, like, yeah, like, like Sunderland at home or something. Yeah, I mean, they, they lost to Villa. I think Fabian Delph beat them or something like that. So Chelsea bottled that for all intent and purpose. But they, after that season, he went out and got Costa. He went out and got Fabregas. He bought Matic and Zuma in the winter window. And those were the four pieces that he needed. He used scraps. He, 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 he used scraps and almost won the league with them. Scraps. <laughs> with the... Uh, Torres, Etzel, and Ba. <laughs> Torres, Torres. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so I, I say that to say it's very possible that Mourinho just sees what he needs to win the league for 2017-18. So I don't. I'm not sure that he wins the league this year, but I think next season, after he gets a summer to kind of work with the, or after he gets a year to work with his players and another summer to buy what he needs, then. Two seasons from now, I suppose, Manchester United will probably win the league. So I think it's it's open right now for anybody. It's open season, open season. Yeah, so you have anything else? Um oh, what's it called? Yeah. Um I think I think yeah, we, we can talk about this before we, we get to questions. So final topic. Higain. Um it's looking very likely that this is happening, and the Napoli fans are not taking this very well. I'm seeing effigies, a banner of him pasted to the back of a dustbin truck. Um, there's been images of him being beheaded. Oh, wow. This is, because I was just, because literally before we did this, I was just viewing through Twitter and I was like, man, this is, because because Napoli fans are very passionate. And when you think about this, and I think of Higain, why would you do this? Napoli they gave Juventus a genuine title challenge. If Napoli just gets a few different players, man, and if Juventus lose Pogba, Napoli have, have a great chance. But to now go to your title rival out of a club that loved you, because remember, Higain was, yeah, meh for Real Madrid, garbage for Argentina. The only... Napoli are the club and team that put you on the map. And after one great season, you basically jump ship. It's not, it's, it's not a good look. I mean, I think Gareth Bale kind of ruined this for everybody. Uh, well, well, not not Gareth Bale, per se, but Tottenham. Because let's say that uh, Tottenham got, what, $85 million for Gareth Bale? Hmm. You can't buy a player of that quality with that money, nope. because the the kind of the the top level of the pyramid of talent, it's not big enough to buy another player commensurate with the level that you just sold. So Tottenham bought a whole bunch of just awful players, no, no. but like Paulinho and let's say that uh, Napoli get eighty or what, what's what's the figure that's being out seventy eight million between eighty and ninety. Let's say he's the fourth most expensive player in the history of football. Mm. Napoli aren't going to get the same value, even if they buy three or four players. That's what I, I think I was saying. I don't know if I was saying this to you or someone else is like, because people think that, oh my God, 90 million, we can buy four or five players with us. That's not how it works. No, you have to understand that if, if one player that good is going for 90, then any player you get is going to be less than that. Yep. It, it doesn't matter unless there's some diamond in the rough somewhere that you're going to find like a Conte or a Mares, but do you know how rare that is? Yeah, no, because the, the thing is that there are some players who you just don't don't sell. Like, unless someone's going to give you 300 million, then, then they can pretty much build like a city, like a strip museum, you like, like, so you can basically build like a whole island if someone's going to give you 300 million. But if we keep it to footballing terms, there are certain players who 
they are not for sale for any price. Because whatever cash you receive from it, you will not be able to replace that, that, that player. Like someone like Messi, there is no... If you want to compete in a footballing sense, there is no other Messi in the world. There's no other Rob, Robin in the world. So however much you bid, there's no point. We will only accept it if we're not thinking about being competitive in a footballing sense. We just want cash because we need to deal with debts and so forth. But if we want to keep competing in a footballing sense, Messi, Cannibal Suarez, Robin, throwing um, Kellini in there, Buffon, Neuer, these guys are just not for, for sale at any price. I'm trying to look up when Gonzalo Higuain's contract runs out. It runs out in two years. But so, is it, there's, there's a yeah. buyout clause. Like the buyout clause, I think, is 93 or 94. Well, no, see, because I, I, I was thinking about what you said about um, there are just players that you don't sell, right? Mm. Lewandowski, he would have been a player that Dortmund would have never sold. but oh, yeah. But he just didn't sign a contract. So you have to think. If Gonzalo Higuain's not going to sign the contract or extend his contract, you have to take that money, even though it's from Juventus. It's in an in um, a Serie A rival. You have to take the money if he's not going to sign a new contract. You don't yeah, want to get to left out. What's the what's the game? Musical chairs. You don't want to be left standing up once the music stops. That's is the sad reality. Is that like if homeboy ain't going to sign that contract, I mean, my lord, cash out. Cash I mean, out's big. You have to. If you're offering me 80 million, and I'm like, look, Gonzalo, we're getting like <laughs> Ronaldo money for you. Uh, you need you need to sign this five year deal, or we're just gonna take the money and you can go. And also on the low key, man, on the low 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 key, that is that is a that is a way way. I don't care how many goals he can score in that one season. One season, Napoli are getting a lot of, and that's they're getting way more than what this guy's actually worth. Napoli are in the perfect bargaining position. He had a great season for them, so they don't want to sell him. And they know that it's possible that Pogba leaving means Juventus are too rich for their own good, especially because mm. they just won a bunch of leagues in a row. They're getting all the television money and whatnot. They have the money. So Napoli are in a perfect bargaining position. Like, yo, if you want him, you're going to have to pay through the roof. And... I mean, if eighty million is the price that they're asking for, and Juventus are willing to give it to them, and and also mean? and also what he guy doesn't understand is that you what you do in one club doesn't mean you're doing it in, a, in, a, in a, another club. Napoli play a whole different game to Juventus. In Napoli, their system and everything is built for Higain. Mm. Juventus play a whole different kind of formation and system. And have different players than around Napoli. Because in my view, he he'll no, he'll definitely score goals, but no way will he be as good for Napoli as he will be for Juventus. I mean, okay, uh, just no way will be as good for Juventus as he was for Napoli. Of course not. Of course not, because he's also he's twenty. I think he's twenty-eight, but he's going to be twenty-nine soon. How do you pay eighty million for a twenty-nine-year-old? It defies logic. I mean, even when uh, when Ronaldo was well, but remember he's a striker though, and with it and with a striker man, it's not based on 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 speed. So he's almost thirty years old. You can't spend eighty on on almost thirty year old. It's well, I mean, you can. The the only way that you can spend that much money is if that player is an international symbol who you can market off of. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if you, you can buy Ronaldo, you can buy Messi, you can buy players like Ibrahimovic for that much money because of what they will do to your club. Higuain isn't an international name. He's not a, he's not a brand. So, hmm. I mean, you can't spend that much money within good reason on a player who had one good season and then who bottled in the Copa America. It doesn't make any sense to me because he's not going to give you any marketing. Like, how many Higuain shirts are you going to sell? I get what what you're saying from a marketing point of view and share sales and everything. I'm trying to come at it from a common sense view, but no, I'll no, let you, I'll, but I'll let you roll. That's what it's like. We don't live in a common sense world anymore. Football <laughs> has changed. That's a good point. It's changed. I like literally, we're living in the wild, wild west now. And I, I know I sound like a broken record, but I don't care. 
50 million for Sterling. <laughs> Stop it, man. Stop picking on Raheem. 50 bro. million. I don't care what. 50 mil for. I know it's 50 mil for, for Torres, who wanted to be one of the biggest flops of all time. So, so there, there, there you go. Um, Stop picking on Raheem, bro. You're being a bully. Look, man. That, that, <laughs> that guy, that guy is complete and total garbage, man. He's like 22. How do you know he's not going to turn into the next. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, look, I mean, look, it is it is a lot of cash, it is a lot of money, you know, but um, I just think that they have the cash. As you said, these guys probably are very rich. And with the Pogba money, these guys may have about 400 mil, 450 mil just, just sitting there in the green. Yeah, also, and also, you have, to, you have to think, you're killing one of your title rivals. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you are sticking a knife into Napoli's heart. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing that's banded. Is I literally Roma? I don't think they are strong enough to compete. AC Milan are a mess. Inter Milan. Yeah, I think Inter might be. Basically, if Higuain leaves, I think Inter Milan will. Inter might be the threat. So Roma are they not strong enough? I, I don't want to talk about. I don't even want to hear the name AC Milan. Okay. Oh, please, look, look, man, forget though. Like, I look. Please. I don't look. The the state of that club. It makes me mad just to think about it because Look, man, I was like, can, we can spend literally hours dissecting the embarrassment and the downfall of what was once a great club. So it it like Maldini, Gattuso, Seydorf. I mean, Look, man, it's, Nesta, it, I mean, ah, uh, nasty it, man. Anyway, uh, so yeah, what are we talking about, man? Uh, you talked about um, cash, cash money, and yes, 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 yes. Juventus have basically they're doing to Syria what Bayern. Have yeah, already done I mean, to the like, I think that it should it shouldn't be allowed. Like what band did to Dortmund, I don't think that should should be allowed. Uh, but 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 I guess this is kind of a little segue before we I don't know we talk about. Do we have any questions? Do you yeah know yeah yeah. I'm just looking at the um, questions right now. All right, cool. Um, so before we get to the questions, um, or is can you read the questions? Is any of them about Dortmund? Um. Oh, actually, no, no. They're not nothing about Dortmund. It's actually about cool. South, Southampton. So. <laughs> okay, uh, so Dortmund have they bought back Gota? They bought Andre Schürrle. If you look at that front four, um, it's with, tasty, man. It's tasty. It's tasty. It's tasty. tasty. I mean, the, the only question if it, is it's, if it works. If it's if they actually perform, it's because gonna work. it's going to work. You have what three wait, wait, Germans? Wait, wait. Yeah, me. I am a football aficionado. Okay. Oh no, no. Okay, okay, no, no. Let me let me re rebought that. Andre Schola flopped at Wolfsburg. Mari Gotza has been sitting on the bench mostly. Hasn't played well for Germany. Now what do you say to that? Uh, Andre Schola at his best is probably one of the top 10 forwards in the world. When did he play? Last time he was at his best was for Chelsea which was three decades ago. So, I mean, when was that? Twenty. He got sold in 2014 in that winter. So he's mm-hmm. had a year... That that he had to kind of force himself into Wolfsburg, when Kevin De Bruyne was you know on fire, and then Draxler was basically the main guy. And Schola exactly. just had I, I was I was just I was trying to think of the name, but it was Julian Draxler who then took over kind of De Bruyne's superiority at Wolfsburg. So I dead or hacking, I think I I don't know if he actually knew how to play Schola in his best position because he's so versatile. You can play him at striker, you can play him behind the striker, you can play him on the wing, you can play him anywhere. And I'm not sure that he ever found his kind of groove at Wolfsburg, but with Dortmund, with the type of quality that's around him, and this is miles ahead of Wolfsburg, in my opinion. So I think you'll find that Schürrle finds himself quicker, and he'll be better. For Goetze, he just needed game time, and he just wasn't getting it. It's, a, it's as simple as that. If he plays and he stays healthy, I don't think there's any question that he's maybe, what, top 10 central attacking midfielders in terms of talent in the world. So, and I mean, the only question is, can you keep Obama Yang? Because, you know, City's going to try to buy him, PSG, whomever. If Royce can stay on the pitch and he, and he can give you a full season, those four, they're going to coalesce and they're going to become something, I think, special to watch. Yeah, and also, I, even, I think Obama Yang said that he he still has his side sets on Real Madrid, so... Mm. You know, make of that what you will. But yeah, like for me, I think that um, it's on paper, it's very exciting. 
extremely exciting. Name name a team that has a better front four than that on but, paper. Hence why I said on paper, and for me, I don't care about what's on paper. On paper, Brazil should have won the 2006 World Cup in their sleep, but it didn't happen. <laughs> you know, so at the end of the day, it's like you have to look at how what have these people. Basically, it's like what Eddie Murphy said in his stand-up: "What have you done for me lately?" Well, actually, I just thought of one. I mean, Barcelona's front three is probably better than their front four, but. Oh, no, no, like, obviously, <laughs> MSN. That's, that's, that's and, and, uh, and, and Madrid's front three is probably... And, no, really, no. Benzema is... Benzema, Benzema, Bale, Ronaldo? You don't think... Well, of course, you hate you hate Ronaldo. No, 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 no. As in, like, Benzema, for me, is, is iffy. Bale and Cristina, just a finisher. Bale, okay. That's the dude. Benzema, for me, okay, I, so, I don't know about Benzema. So, so you would rather trade the BBC... Actually, can I say something? The real BBC is in Juventus, but we'll, we'll, we'll let that go. So you would rather have Obama, Yang, Royce, Scherler, and Goza than the Ronaldo trio? Yeah. And, and Madrid? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, so, so to be honest, I mean, it is difficult because for me... Well, no, it, see, but see, like... What if, would make that Dortmund thing perfect if they had, like, a, like, an, like an Hernandez or, like, even... A Mario Gomez, just like a proper old school striker with those very nifty, skillful smaller players, then what? what because Obama isn't really a traditional striker. No. So, in certain games against certain teams who are very defensive, I don't know how well this team will do it. With with space, oh, they'll kill you. In a tighter game with a team who do defense deeper, then it's a bit more trickier. Mm. That's a good point. Um, so, you had a point? Or did I make you forget it? Oh no 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 no! I mean, I mean, just I mean, we've got like a question here, man. But it's a it's a tricky one. I don't know how. We're capable. Hit, All hit right. Us. So this is from Yoni Zakushansky. Um, he says, "Will Nathan Redmond starts for Southampton? He made him his move from um, Norwich. Norwich to Southampton. Um, they lost Sadio Mane." Um, yep. So I, I so I think there's a there's an open space there. I don't exactly know the state of Jay Rodriguez, who's I mean he's been injured for the past what three yeah, four years now. Everything is going to happen from like. <laughs> so there there's certainly there, I mean there's there's, there's openings for Southampton. Um, I think I guess it's just going to depend on how well he plays in preseason and the first few games, and if he can get a goal or some assist, and he'll establish himself. I'm sure. But uh, I can't really speak on it too heavily because I'm not well versed with Southampton. But I mean, if Mane's left and there's a new manager because Coleman's at Everton, then I, I'm sure everyone who's on their roster has a chance. You know, for me, no. I mean, I think definitely he will start. I I don't think I think it's a slight downgrade from Mane because Mane was very important to them. But I think he'll just give them something. You know, a bit different. I just think he's a bit more of a traditional kind of footballer, whereas Mane was a bit more unpredictable. Yo, do you think Southampton, like they finished, what was it, top eight, top seven last season? They've lost Sadio Mane. They've lost Graciano Pella. They've lost Victor Wanyama. I don't know if they're going to get top half. No, no, no. no, For me, those those are just like those losses are okay. And I, this Nathan Redmond guy, yeah, he's all right, but he's not an impact player who can really give you points. He's and, he's just good as part of a collective. And Coleman think, is a, you know, is a very intelligent manager as well. I don't know who their who their manager is now, but um, I don't I'm I don't know if I'm worried for Southampton because they always have young players who can come in and. Um, yeah, man, they, they business, but and Bale and all, and all those people. Oh, yeah, yeah, the manager is Claude Puel, French dude. Was was he at Nice? Um, let me let me check because because he he definitely looks um. Obviously, he's like one of those guys who's been in who's managed like many clubs. You know, so he's been around like a prostitute. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, Nice from 2012 to 2016. Yeah, see, so yeah, so so you knew where Pardew was, I knew where Claude Puel was, so we're even. 
Even, man. Even Stevens, man. <laughs> uh, is that the only question we had? Yeah, man. Interesting question, by the way. Uh, so, uh, to finish out, you said you wanted to talk about Messi's haircut? Oh, Messi's ha- haircut. Um, He's blonde now. Uh, and he hasn't posted on social media. Look, man, I just, look, it's tr- first of all, it just looks weird. Second of all, this dude, since he missed the penalty, hasn't posted on Facebook or Instagram. And I, I mean, find that a bit worrying. I mean, because he doesn't want people putting, like, rocket ships on on his social media posts. <laughs> Look, man. I mean, that, that's what happens. Like, when, when people, um, when they go through trauma or whatever, they're just trying to, you know, back into a corner, try to change their appearance and stuff. So, I guess he's just trying to look different. I don't know. He's 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 going to beard. He's going yeah, man, blonde. Nobody's like because they, they did like a. He's getting tattoos uh, and stuff. I don't know what's going on with Messi. Yeah, no, because they did like a before and after him because there's a picture of him in a similar kind of position, but he has like zero ta- tattoos. I look at him now, like the guy's whole body is ta- tattooed off, man. <laughs> That's what they say about tattoos. Like once you get one, it looks lonely. Yeah, and then you just need to. To fill yeah. your body up, I guess. I just, I think it's like a football thing where, like, some footballers just have too many tattoos. Obviously, not like NBA players, but I think once you just get way too many tattoos that cover your whole skin, I'm like, yeah, man, that's that's pretty intensity. Mm. Do you think you'll play for Argentina again? Uh, yeah. You do? No, no, I mean, like, I just, I really don't believe that he's he'll be that dumb enough to really. Hold this quits and not actually um, play ever again. And no, he, de- he definitely will. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we talked about this before that there's no way that he can leave with that penalty being. No, his no, 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 no. I can't have that be like your lasting impression, and that's just ridiculous. So he will so, definitely make his, his return, and he's got to make his return for the 2018 World Cup. Now. Oh, for because sure. Because we don't want a scenario where like, Argentina win the 2018 World Cup with Dybala and not him. Because then that'll just be a very nasty situation. So, is is that all you have to talk about? Because I think I'm on the topics. Well, that's everything on my mind, on my mind. Well, uh, this is the Talking Texas Podcast. I'm Daniel Taluk. I am double to that H. Yeah, we do this every Tuesday. You can subscribe on the iTunes store. You can subscribe. You can follow at SoundCloud. I don't think they have a subscribe option. Uh, you can email us at Talking tactics at mail.com. You can tweet at us at talking tactics. Follow us individually at have hope Huff at, at have hope hut and Daniel to look. You can look at the, I guess, the, the graphic on the uh, on the art and we're at the top. And yeah, talking tactics, man. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. Network.